If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Welcome to Hardwood Hustle. This is TJ Rosine. I'm alongside Graham Maxwell. We're going to talk a little bit about Tom Izzo and uh, him and this player's conversation he had in the middle of the NCAA tournament the other day. A lot of buzz going on around that, and we're going to give our opinions and our thoughts on it. And love to hear your opinions and thoughts on it. Before we do, let's get a, a quick shout-out to our friends over at Shot Tracker. What are you measuring? What are you measuring in practice, practice after going to Shot Tracker's facility in Kansas City and all the things they're measuring in practice, in games, it made me realize as a coach, I was not maximizing my potential. I was not tracking everything I needed to be able to track to make my team better and to give them better feedback. If you want to find ways to track better and what Shot Tracker has to offer, go check them out at shottracker.com. Hey, Graham, let's dive right in. So um, the other day, uh, it was a pretty, you know, pretty big deal. A lot of people are talking about it, but I'll just give you the, the gist of the rundown is that they were in the NCAA tournament and um, – you know, one of Izzo's players, he, he got into a uh, um, – he got mad during a timeout. The player was coming over. He kind of ran onto the floor, got really animated with him. Another player kind of stepped in and broke it up. And um, anyway, it was a heated, uh, heated moment. There's a lot of people that didn't like it, and there's some other people that said, hey, he's just coaching. There's a lot of varied opinions on it. So what were your opinions when you saw uh, coaches on the NCAA tournament? Really, when you see that happen in general with coaches, but specifically in the Izzo situation? Yeah, I, I would say that the, the biggest thing for me is I, I think more shocked about why it was like front page news and like why it was such a big thing than I was actually shocked that Izzo did that. Like I am of the belief still to this day, like you still see it on like Sports Center. You still see it when you when you Google things like Izzo's name's coming up and it's the picture of him pointing his finger at his player, his players like holding him back in the in the huddle. Like to me I I feel like that's that's what Izzo has done and what he's what he's what he's kind of always done as as a lot of coaches you know throughout basketball do not just basketball but a lot of college sports like coaches tend to do that and so my I guess I can say like I am a little bit confused as to why all of a sudden now it's like oh no like oh no Izzo's out of control like he needs people holding him back so my confusion really is like why why is this just now like front page news i think that's where i'm a little bit confused yeah so i think if we were just to offer up both sides of the party i think there's um you know i think there's a particular uh group uh and i really think it became more popular kind of with bobby knight like when you look back and you look at bobby knight and the way he did and i'm not saying that what Izzo did was what bobby knight did but um there was a lot of things that people thought were excused for a long time because bobby knight uh, acted the way that he acted. He he was st- he was winning, so that's why it was excused. So there's a lot of people who think, hey, these are young kids. We shouldn't be running on the court, yelling at him, embarrassing him, whatever. You could there's a better way to coach him, you know that type of thing. And then there's the other people that say, what's this world coming to? Everybody's soft. Why can't you know? Yeah. Why can't they be coached? And uh, and, and uh, he should be allowed to do that. Um, 
any way that he wants to be able to coach his team as long as he doesn't physically, you know, hurt them. You know, there's there's a lot, like I said, a lot of different opinions, and I understand a lot of the varying opinions on it. Um, I got a couple of uh, of thoughts about it, but I think more interesting than probably my thoughts or your thoughts uh, was how Michigan State handled it. You know, right. they had some really interesting thoughts, and mm-hmm. um, by um, by most accounts, the players came to his defense, both past players and former players and even the player that he got onto um i think it was aaron henry, henry yeah, yeah yeah um he got got onto said hey i've gotten it a lot worse in practice than i got here and then a lot of people say well what's worse in practice look like you know and people are kind of speculating and and uh and jumping on that so um yeah, yeah a lot to talk to so you a lot to talk about i'm gonna give my opinions here in just a second but you you thought that it's just surprising that now that they're jumping on the situation yeah yeah, and I guess it's just because it, like it's present, but like um, I'm guessing because it's the NCAA tournament, like it's March Madness, like there's more people watching this, and so that's the reason why I believe that more people are just now kind of getting on it. Um, but what I would say is my my overall feeling, like I, I see both sides of it. You know, I see really good coaches. Like a like a Bennett, you know, at Virginia. Like I, I don't think anyone's ever seen him do that. Well, we haven't. Like on national TV, he might do that in practice, but um, like we haven't seen that. And so I think my overall feeling is, you know, that that's not the only way to coach. You know, the the only way to coach isn't just yelling and getting in your player's face. Just as Bennett's way isn't the only way to coach. I think there's multiple ways to coach um, your players, and a lot of people have found out what works for them. Uh, and some people have found out, hey, you know, that's not who I am. That's not my personality to yell at the players. And so then, then there's, uh, then they found success in, in things that they've, you know, that they believe, like Bennett does at Virginia. Now, the one thing I do find really interesting, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, is I think the players, the players know what they're signing up for. You know, like they're not signing up for this and all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, like he's yelling at me one time. Like, and I'm not saying this is right, but the the players know exactly what they're signing up for. I think the parents know what they're signing up for. Like almost everything that people do, you can watch games like everything's on national television nowadays. So it's mm-hmm. not like the parents were just blindsided or the or the players are blindsided in the program. They know what they're signing up for. And they know when they come into that program, they're they're going to get it. Yeah, you know. With that being said, though, I think there's a lot of things behind the scenes that they don't know. I mean, that they don't know what they're signing up for. I think that's evident. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes with this whole FBI investigation we didn't know. I mean, right. it, I mean, I don't I don't know how many parents signed up thinking that their assistant coaches were going to take money to help push them in one direction or the other. Like, so we don't we don't know, and we can't say. And to be honest with you. Um, if anybody was to come in and take a snapshot of any practice, locker room speech or whatever, uh, it could be really misleading. You know, you could see something happen. And I think one of the quotes that made a lot of sense to me, Izzo uh, said, called the occasion with Henry a 10-second soundbite of a two-year relationship. And I think that's pretty accurate. Like, there's right. times if you were to walk into my house and our marriage, you'd be like – Oh, why would you want to be married to that guy, or why would you want to be married to to that woman? More more often, probably that guy in our situation. But you know, um, and I don't think that you know I do anything that's inappropriate that we shouldn't do. But have I ever raised my voice? Yes. Has she ever raised her voice? Yes. And if that's all you ever saw and you didn't understand the previous fifteen years of love, care, whatever, then you might think, wow, this isn't a good relationship. And you could probably do that uh, with a soundbite of anything. The problem with this is that soundbite's on national TV in right. front of everybody. 
And if I have one problem with it, it probably is that, is that it it's on a big stage in national TV, and that could be somewhat embarrassing to the young man, right. you know. And one of the things that I, I, I'm by no means have I lived up to this all the way, but one of the things I don't want to do is embarrass a young person in front of everybody, you know. Um, but I have also guilty of like I don't know if I've done as much as Tom Izzo, but I've also definitely yelled at players in the heat of the battle in games. In practice is whatever, and I think what you're what you're doing, what Izzo talked to, is like the sense of urgency. Like you're trying to, you know, this is the NCAA tournament. This kid can't take a break and not play hard, and so that's what Izzo's sense of urgency was with that player. But an analyst went on said to uh, um, the response, "So uh, young fellow, keep standing up for yourself and don't back down." Um, and is keep leading your program. That was the response when an NBA, NBA analyst tweeted. Um, he would be happy when this type of coaching finally goes extinct, which is an interesting comment because I can see that side of it too. You know, I mean, uh, it, they are young kids, you know, like I, I would have pause if I saw a coach run out to my 15 year old kid and, and yell at him like that. Right. I would have a little bit of pause. I don't want my kids to be soft. I want them to be coached, but there is the question is there any other way to do that? Which I think is a fair question. Like you brought up Tony Bennett, you know, Tony Bennett gets great results without having to do any of that. Right. Right. So that's an option. There is another alternative to that. Correct. Yeah, definitely. And now just going on the other side of that, like, I think one of the things that, you know, Bennett might get some, uh, little pushback on is he doesn't, he isn't perceived as fiery a lot. This is something we've, we've talked about before. Like sometimes people say like, Oh, Bennett's a good coach, but he's not like fiery enough. He's not, he's not raw, raw enough. And then that might, that was one of the things that they talked about. He was the first team ever to lose to the 16 seed being a number one seed. Like he's not as raw, raw as a coach or like fiery or like light his guys up. So that might be one of his downfalls. I think I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, I think there's more to it than that. Um, but like you said, I definitely agree. There's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that I've always said is it's, it's okay to make some withdrawals. And I would say that's a withdrawal that is made as long as you're making a lot of deposits. And, uh, and I, I'm going to come back to that in just a second and tell you why I think that most of the players were okay with this before we do, let's take a halftime break and get the communication tip of the day from our friends over at team snap thanks to our friends over at team snap for today's halftime communication tip this week coaches as you go through your practices as you go through your upcoming games i'd like for you to communicate with the goal to connect communicate to connect have a purpose behind your communication find ways to dig deeper to build stronger connections through your communication this week go in with a goal go in with a purpose communicate to connect. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, helping bring everyone from coaches, parents, and players all together and get on the same page all season long. That's teamsnap.com backslash hustle. All right, Graham. So we came back and, you know, a lot of Izzo's former players and current players, you know, came to him. And I I think the point that the players were making is that we love coach and coaches invested in us. And so him doing this and him yelling um, at us is a deposit. Yes. 
Uh, I mean, a withdrawal, yes, but he's made a ton of deposits in us. And we all understand when Coach does get angry with us and get mad at us. Um, but he also has a good relationship with him. And I think it's a lot like parenting, right? Like I raise my voice and I get mad at my children, but they also know, man, gosh, dad loves me. He's done this, whatever. So it, I think it's very similar in the in the coaching realm. So I think that's the point that all the players were making, that we have this relationship with him. It's okay that he has he's okay to do this and there's right to do that. But then there's, there is that other side of the coin. And I, my general take on Tom Izzo and what he did I mean, he's a heated, passionate, fiery coach. By all accounts, he loves, pours into his players and try and teach them good life lessons, you know? And so I'm okay with that. I think there's the other part of it where, you know, people debated this. I don't know, you know, Bobby Knight had a good graduation rate. His players graduated. But was his style of coaching one that actually made better men and and, uh, and better better teams, you know, and better people? And I, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Like in Bobby Knight's situation, like I, I question, and I didn't live it, so I can't say, but I do question and I do wonder how much investment did he really have in those players. And I think there wasn't – there was some, but there wasn't every player in the in the world coming to his rescue when he got into trouble in that scenario. But it sounds like pretty much every player that Izzo's had has come to his defense here in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're coming from everywhere to, to, to get his back. You know, the one thing that I, as we're talking about this, and as when all these reports came out, like I'm trying to see both sides of it. One thing I would say is, you know, and, and I'm not saying Izzo was like completely out of control, but as we ask like our players and as we ask people who are involved in like the, the everyday part of the program and like focused on winning games, like we, especially our players, like we ask for them to have self-control. You know, and so I think it is hard. Now, it, it, I would say it's it's hard for us to ask our players to do a bunch of things we're not willing to do. Now, that is there is difference. Like we're not gonna. Now, some coaches do this. Like they'll go run sprints with their players, and that's their way to connect with their players. You know, I don't say every program has to do that. So there are things. Yeah, well, that, that ain't happening here, Graham. Just in case you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> the, there are that, things. That was a hint. You know, just just <laughs> so you know, I'm not down with that. I'm I'm not either. Uh, but th- there are things you ask of your players that you're not going to do, right? But I think in my mind, like, there is this – I think there is a perfect example that you can show your players of self-control even though you're heated, even though you're in the quote-unquote, like, battle. Like, if you want your players to, to have this self-control, something doesn't go their way. Like, you don't – we don't want our players to just go off on a referee and get technicals. I think in the same thing, like, we can show self-control even in those moments when we're extremely frustrated. I think we we talked about this a little bit um, a while back on a podcast where we talked about the whole cursing thing. You know, like, I think that's a way for someone to show self-control or to have, like, a different vocabulary. I think it, I think both of those things kind of tie together here. Like, how are you as a coach showing self-control even in the biggest moment in a huge game, March Madness, just like we ask our players to do. We ask them to show self-control. So I think there's an opportunity for us. Now, I'm not saying Tom Izzo, like, he's at fault here, but I think it's something to keep in mind. Like, how are we demonstrating that self-control we ask our players to have? Yeah, you know, and I guess the question is whether it was good or bad, but, I mean, it, is, it was Tom Izzo's action. I mean, he's responsible for his actions. Right. And choosing to do that, I mean, I, I think from us as coaches, everyone has to kind of make a determination on how they want to show up as a coach. And to be honest with you, I, I don't always show up how I want to. I and mean, there's a lot of times after a game, I'm like, I wish I would not have been that aggressive with a referee. You know, there's times that I have uh, regret. There's, you know, I wish I'd have been not that way with a player. I wish it, it and. 
but the the question after you determine like what kind of coach you want to be, uh, a lot of times, if I'm just being honest, I think everybody tends to side with the type of coach they are. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to say like, hey, man, you know, Tony Bennett's not fiery enough. I usually think that comes from the coaches that are fiery. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and then and then the, the flip side of that, you know, it's a coach who's really calm, cool and collective is like Izzo doesn't have to act like that to get results, you right. know, and. I, you know, it, the truth may be in both or maybe somewhere in the middle, you know, I, but there's coaches that have proven they can do it without doing that, you know. So right. when you look at the way Izzo is, and I have the utmost respect for Izzo, and I've been to Duke practices, and Coach K will crawl somebody better than anybody I've ever seen, you know. Like, mm-hmm. there's some guys that will get on that. And, and maybe I haven't been to a Tony Bennett practice, so I couldn't say that. But there are guys, when you look at, like, John Wooden, you know, when you look at Tony Tony Bennett, when you look at some of those guys – they're very even keel guys that I don't think I've ever seen them crawl a player, especially not in per you know in mm-hmm. on TV or whatever. And they've had a ton of success. Like John Wooden was a you know, you know by all accounts he was a very um, upfront, transparent person. You know, like he was willing to tell uh, Luke Walton like if you don't want to shave that beard you can go. You know, but right. he wasn't yelling at Luke Walton saying that. And there's a lot of stories like that. And uh, and so I think making the decision on what what type of coach you want to be and how you're going to show up and and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable to you, but if someone was to tell you, hey, you can get the same results Tom Izzo gets without ever yelling at a player, I think I would choose to get his results without ever yelling at a player. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, the question is: is do you have to yell? Do you have to do that to get those results? And I think a lot of people would argue that there's some coaches that have done it without doing that. And then right. there's a lot of different directions you can go on that. I mean, um, you know, it, there, there's some people that would say well, it is the absolute best thing for them. They're going to face adversity. There's some times when they're going to have to hear that voice. And, you know, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I'm not Tony Bennett and, you know, right. probably not chasing a player on the floor. You know, Whoa. well, let's that, see, one you know, that one time. <laughs> okay, but the, the uh, yeah, you know, I'm somewhere probably more towards the middle of, of those um, of those two guys, um, and, and I'm sure there's people that are going to say that different than that. Than that. And, right. and, I, and throughout my career, I definitely have been different than that. Like, I think I was much more uh, likely to do something like that, more fiery earlier in my career than I have been later in my career. But I do think I coach with an intensity, right. um, and I think that's pretty close to my personality uh, and what we're doing. So I, I, all of us, these coaches, all the coaches that are listening have to make a decision on how how you want to show up. And I think you should be contemplating things like that. Don't you should be thinking, like, be intentional as to why you're going to show up the way you're going to show up. Yeah, I think you also have to decide, too, like, not necessarily, like, I'm going to be more passionate about this or, like, less passionate about this, but I think there's things within your program. You don't like to use the phrase a lot. Like, that's a that's a hill I'm going to die on or that's a hill I'm not going to die on. From my understanding, you know, and, I, and I don't know every everything about the entire story, you know, but from my understanding, just reading a couple things, it was it was about a hustle play why mm-hmm. he got and so that's a staple inside you know michigan state's program and izzo's izzo's program like mm-hmm. that's a hill that izzo's gonna die on yeah yeah and that that yeah and I, for a lot of coaches i mean for us the same way like 
you know, a bad pass and a bad decision might frustrate you, but a right. lack of effort might piss you off. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is just an interesting perspective. I think where Izzo honestly is getting the most pushback that I've seen all over social media, even on ESPN. And like, I think where Izzo is getting the most pushback and this is where it kind of frustrates me, frustrates me a little bit is people who don't coach. Yeah, you know he, he's getting pushed back where it's really easy to sit behind the the Twitter sphere, your the keyboard, you know, or Instagram, whatever, and say, well, there's other, there's better ways to coach, uh, there's better ways to get a hold of your kids, and people aren't even coaching that say that, right? And so I think that is an interesting perspective that most people who have given him the most pushback have been people who maybe they're not currently coaching or they never have. Coached. Yeah, and I think you know I think it goes back to um, also. Not even that they may not be coaching, but they might understand the totality of the situation, right? Like they do not know those two people's, you know, relationship. For instance, if I was to go into Home Depot and, um, I don't know, my child was to trip an old lady, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I might go off on Boston and say, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? And I might get really mad because that's unacceptable. Somebody who might not have seen what happened, he tripped an old lady, right? And... Uh, it's coming down aisle four, and they turn the corner, and I'm in there in his face yelling at him. They might be thinking, "This is a parent that's beating their child that is uncontrollable." You know what I mean? They they might take that glimpse, but they don't know what ha- what had just happened. They don't know the relationship to children. They don't know that I've never hit my children before. They don't know, you know they don't know all of that stuff, and so they might jump in. So I think it's not even just the fact that they're not coaches; it's just that they don't understand the totality of the yeah. situation. Right. And um, and that's not even me just completely siding with Izzo. I don't have any major problem. If I could avoid doing what Izzo did, I would avoid it. Right. I don't want to embarrass somebody on national TV and do that. You know, if there's another way to do it, I would have chosen to do it that way. But I also think think you know there's times when in that moment where we're fighting for our life in the ncaa tournament if somebody lacked effort it would make me mad too right and uh, i might let him get a little closer to the bench you know and i might let him sit down but he's probably going to get an earful for sure you know from me um but it's interesting because you watch all the different teams around you know in country like you watch roy williams and he's up and you know kind of you know is famous for passing out now he's got that thing going on so he gets up right you know you see um, Coach K, I mean, you know, you know, they, they cover his mouth a lot when he's speaking over <laughs> on the sideline. You see, like a guy like Mark Few, he seems really calm and composed. Yeah. You see, like go like guy like Tony Bennett, who seems extremely cool, composed, um, doesn't have a lot to say. And then when you go to the NBA game, I guess it's just different. They're older, but you don't ever really see uh, those type of confrontations between player and coach. You see other types of confrontations, you know, like I ain't getting playing time, you know, I'm sitting right. on the end of the bench, I ain't talking to nobody. Yeah. But you don't usually see verbal, you know, and if yeah. you do, it usually ends up somebody being fired, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, either the player gone or the coach gone as well. So, yeah, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on, on uh, Tom Izzo and what had happened. Um, I, there's no there's no doubt. I mean, I, I think it, it uh, at the end of it all, it comes down to this to me. Like, I think Tom Izzo – um, his players standing by his side and them believing in their relationship speaks volumes of the fact that um, they're willing to be coached. And kudos to those players for being willing to be coached. Um, you know, and kudos for Tom Izzo for building the relationships where players do want to um, support him and have his back. Um, also, kudos to guys like Tony Bennett who doesn't do that and finds another way to do it. You know, and finds a maybe um, uh, um, a different style. 
that uh, may not embarrass a player, may not be too controversial or whatever. And, you know, I, I, I don't think we need to walk around on eggshells. I think there's a lot of truth young people got to hear. I think there's a lot of times they got to be held accountable. Um, you know, and I think we all got to determine what is the best way for us to do that. Um, because there's, you know, I've seen it happen the other way. I've seen there's certain young people, and maybe Izzo knows this, there's certain young people, if you went after them that way, they might shell up, and you might not get the best out of them. It could have been how they grew up and how their dad treated them. And, how, and I've seen players shell up in those, in those circumstances. I've seen people be like, oh, they're soft. They can't take coaching. And actually, when I got to know that young person better, it wasn't they couldn't take coaching. It took them to a bad place emotionally. And so if, if I could avoid that, I would choose to avoid that as a coach. But, um, you know, that's for, an, that's for another day. But, Graham, thanks for joining us here. Uh, we'd love to hear everybody's thoughts at Hardwood underscore Hustle. Uh, let us know what you thought of what Coach Izzo um, did or when you see coaches do things like that. And, and uh, uh, there's no wrong opinion. Just want to hear your opinion. So until next time, we're the Hardwood Hustle.